just this week, Friday night, we had a Halloween party here in a church. It was awesome. We had, there's still, I seen a, I seen an eyeball floating around somewhere. It's gone. I think the deacons done a great job. They cleaned up the mess. Um, but you know what is a, an, a thing that's meant to celebrate the dead? You know, we came and celebrated the one that raises people from the dead. You know, and that's the message they heard. They heard a message of Lazarus. You know, God would do anything to help someone that was helpless. He would remove a stone. He knew him by name. He wasn't worried about his sin. He wasn't worried about his sickness. He would do anything to get to him and call him out and put him into a purpose. So that's what's going on here on Friday nights. And thank you for praying for us. Thank you for supporting us. And we love it. And and we're believing for a community to be changed. These are not my notes. <laughs> These are. I forgot about them. So tonight we are continuing our baptism series. So we're doing three weeks on baptism. Next week we are going to be doing baptisms, which is going to be really, really cool. Um, last week, Pastor Dan done an incredible job at talking about what baptism is. And I was really thinking about what am I going to speak about because, like, it's baptism, right? It's like it's people get baptized and I'm like there's not too much more to it so you're going to hear a little bit of a repeat but a focus on a few areas that I think are really really important but Pastor Dan said this thing last week right that I grabbed and I'm like I need to check that out because he heard it from Pastor Chris White right did anyone can anyone remember Pastor Dan last week talking about pickles he was talking about pickles, right? So the, the root word that baptism comes from that is two words, is bapto and baptizo. And so, and he talked about that this comes from this idea of pickles. And I'm like, you know, and he, he said he had to go and check it out. So I'm like, I better go and check it out. Just to, just to check that our senior pastors are telling us the truth, Hannah. And, and I'd like to come back and report to you, we're in a good space Pastor Dan is telling us the truth from the pulpit. So it is right. It comes from this idea of like pickles and fermenting and, and being immersed in something that is changing its very nature, right? So I was thinking about this and I'm like, this is interesting. So I am a butcher by trade. So that's what I do through the week. I work in a butcher shop. I work with meat. That's what I do. And we have this process called pickling, right? So we have who, and I brought a specimen with me tonight. Um, I hope there's no vegetarians or in the house, but um, you're going to get a, yeah. So this, this, this beauty here is called corn silverside. Who's heard of that in their life? Who's eaten that? Who has not eaten corn silverside? Wow, sheltered life, sheltered, sheltered life. So, white sauce, all right, cool, cool. So, cauliflower, you got it, yeah, mashed potato, it, it was in my childhood. It brings back good memories, good memories. So, this, this bad boy here, I'm just going to put it up there. I'm going to put it here, if it'll stay. So, it, it, didn't, it didn't start like that. All right, so, so what we do, what we do to get this right, so we make a brine, right, we make a brine, we've got these big tubs, and it, the brine consists of a, a lot of salt, 
there's like brown sugar, there's a whole lot of ingredients that go into this brine, all right? And then we take the product. So at this stage, it's not, this has already been cured, okay? So it's ready to cook, but it comes, it's fresh, and it's called fresh silverside. And then, so we get it, and then we've got a pump that goes into the thing, it's a needle, and we inject this product with the brine. And so when the, once it's injected with the brine, then we soak it in the brine. So it's been injected, and then it soaks in this brine. But what's interesting about it is once it's injected and once it's soaked, it's a total different product than what it was to start with. Okay, so this is what you've ended with. Is not, and, and once it's in that state, you can't turn it back to its original state. Okay, so, and, and what's really interesting is, is if you, you have to keep it separate from fresh meat. So if it touches fresh meat, it actually leaves a mark on the meat. So actually, so that's why we pack it like this in these packets, so that when we display it for sale, it doesn't touch anything else. Because when it touches something else, it leaves a mark. So we've got to keep it separate. So, and I was just thinking about this process and thinking about what it means. And then this scripture came to me, and I don't know if I'm clutching at links and I'm kind of happy Pastor Dan's not here, but I'm going to go with it anyway. <laughs> but it's probably going to go on the podcast, so it's okay. So Matthew 5.13 says, you are the salt of the earth. All right, so I started thinking about this and I'm like, we're kind of like a piece of meat, right? We're kind of like this piece of meat. We're kind of like in a state that... The meat could do nothing to transform itself, all right? It had to wait till I came along with my pickle pump and, and injected it. And it's just like you and me. We were in a stage, we could do nothing to transform ourselves, all right? The only thing that we could do is, is recognize that we needed help, that we needed Jesus. And then Jesus is the one that comes and gives us a new nature, cr- creates us new, and gives us a new purpose. He, we're born again with his DNA. And that's just like that product. It, can't, it couldn't do that for itself. All right, then we, we go on a journey, and that journey is kind of like soaking, soaking in the, in the brine, and we have that choice. Are we going to continue on the journey with God from that moment? Are we going to get baptized? Are we going to join a connect group? Are we going to serve in church? Are we going to come to prayer meetings? Are we going to choose to build relationships with other Christians? Are we going to choose to continue growing in my word? That is fermenting in God. It's curing in God. And what I think is really interesting is that, you know what, I can't go to someone and transform them, but I can go to someone and leave a mark on them, right? And we should leave a mark on the people that we are in relationship with whether that's our families our schools our unis our workplaces and just like this piece of meat like we have to keep it separate but that's not the idea with the gospel and you know as salt if I took salt and threw it on grass it leaves a mark all right if I took salt and threw it on your car you wouldn't be happy because it's going to rust it's going to leave a mark and we should leave a mark and so my first point tonight is that Baptism is a statement. And so who has never eaten this before? Who put your hand up before? Sarah. There you go. Take it home. So Doris, Doris is going to teach you how to make a white sauce and cook that thing. So you're going to 
You're going to get a pot of water, Sarah. Listen to me. Focus, all right? Focus. You're going to get a pot of water. You're going to bring it to a simmer, all right? Bring it to a simmer. You leave it in the bag, pop it in, all right? Hour and 10 minutes. It's going to be cooked. Pull that out while it's cooking. What are we doing? Cauliflower, mashed potato, and, and Doris is going to give you the best white sauce recipe on the Gold Coast, all right? Hey, you never know what's going to happen at church, and now you've got a butcher as a pastor, like, you could walk away with anything, so, but anyway, there you go, you've got a piece of meat. So, my first point tonight is, it is a statement. You know, Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. Baptism, t- to me, is it's the evidence of the unseen reality that's taken place in your life. All right, So faith is the substance of things hoped for. Something happened in you or is happening in you and baptism is our, our, it's the outward evidence that something's taken place in your life. And if you turn with me tonight to Acts 8, we're going to look at Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. It's a really interesting story. I've been reading through Acts at the moment in my own devotionals and, and there's just baptisms happening all over the place. But this one really stood out to me. And I just want to go through this story with you. So from verse 26, Acts 8, verse 26, uh, right through to the rest of the chapter. So it says this, Now angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of the treasury of Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians. All right, just stop there for one second. Like, and I encourage you when you read your Bible, just stop and like think about things sometimes. So this guy, this guy is not some small time guy. He's big time. He is like looking after the treasury of the queen. So he's not traveling by himself. He's not in a little horse and cart. He's got like all these people are with him. There's a whole group of people traveling here, right? So just think about that and keep that in your mind when you read the rest of the story. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship and he was on his way home, was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. So he's on a journey of figuring out what's going on with God. What's this uproar in Jerusalem about? What's happening? The Spirit told Philip, go to the chariot and stay near it. Who wishes the Holy Spirit spoke that clearly sometimes? That would be nice. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet Do you understand what you are reading, Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The eunuch was reading the passage of scripture. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, as a lamb before the shearer is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch said to Philip, Tell me, please, who is this prophet talking about himself or someone else? Then Philip began with the very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, Look, here is the water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away 
and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and travelled uh, about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. So, like, it's the Bible's crazy, hey. Like, imagine that. So, imagine next week we're doing baptisms, we're in the pool, and let's just say Kelly's baptizing. Kelly baptizes someone, comes up out of the water, bang, Kelly's gone. She's in Ravenna Town Center outside Apple preaching the gospel. Like, like seriously, like the Bible is, it's wild. But there's a couple of points I just want to bring out here. And, and so this, let's remember, this guy was not, he was not just by himself. There was a group of people with him. And, and he's traveling along and he's, and he's on this journey of figuring out who Jesus is, what's going on in Jerusalem, what's this uproar that's happened and they're talking about this this person that died and rose again and and then Philip comes along and starts to explain to him the good news that hey this Jesus was the Messiah he was the savior and and he accepts that he accepts that he in somewhere along that he, he made a decision that he needed Jesus and I love that they just there and then bang there's water hey why can't I get baptized right now and Philip's like Let's do it. Like, let's go down there and do it. But the first thing I want to think about is that, you know, baptism in the Bible, and we look at even John the Baptist and Jesus, it wasn't in a church. It was public places. People were on looking on what was happening. And that's my point. Like, this is a statement of what's happened on the inside. Baptism is not a Christian community gathered around a kiddie pool clapping you on while you have a swim. That's not baptism. Baptism is a public declaration of what's happened on the inside of your life. And that eunuch, he was not there just like, oh, let's go and you know do this. And he was like, you know what? Something's happened in my life. I've had a revelation that Jesus was the Messiah that took the sins of the world. And I don't care what anyone else thinks. And, and the people there would have been like, what is this? There's this Jewish guy that's got into the chariot. Now we're stopping and they're going for a swim. Like, what's going on, you know? And but he's just like, you know what? I'm in. And they're like, what's, what's the boss doing? He's like, you know, and he's just in that moment. He's just like, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm getting baptized. The old me's done. There's a new way of life. And it's a statement to everyone that was there that they know that something's happened in his life. And that's what, that's what baptism is. So it's not this Christian-centered thing where we're all just Christians involved. It's onlookers in the life of someone. And that's how we leave this incredible mark of what's happening on the inside of us. So my point number two tonight is, it is a death. Romans 6, 1 to 7. And Pastor Dan touched in this last week as well. It's Romans 6, verses 1 through to 7. It says, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may, that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him in if you sorry, if we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body of sin might be done away with. 
that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. So I think baptism is it's like it's this moment that we start to choose to walk in the reality of what's happened on the inside. And I know I'm like keep coming back to the same point, but it's really that. It's really that it signifies that we have been crucified our old self our sinful nature has been crucified on that cross with christ and and unless we can let that life go can we truly walk into our new life and purpose and calling that god has for us and and i think the step of baptism and why in acts and that you see it so it's like okay i got i'm saved and then we're straight into baptism because it's like that first step of like I'm not following my desires anymore. I'm being obedient to what God's called. And it's like the first step of accepting your death, your sinful nature and your old self and, and understanding that that is gone, that old life is gone and the new is coming. And, and I'm taking that step towards God into my future and, and the symbolization of that and, and why I think it's important to understand that there was non-Christians looking on is that in that moment like it's a really you're putting yourself out there you're like putting yourself out there to make this statement that my old life's dead and like it's like for all of us we're like yeah cheering you on let's do it but for people aren't looking on it's like wow what's what's going on here like what are they what does this represent you know and they start asking questions about their life and it puts us in a situation too like are we going to be worried about what my work friends will think about me? Am I going to be worried about what my non-Christian friends are going to think about me? Am I going to be worried about what my family is going to think about me in this moment that I'm stepping out to follow God? And, and I agree with Pastor Dan. I, I wouldn't go to say that as far as saying that, you know, baptism is, you know, if you're not baptised, you're not saved. I don't think that that's, you know, but I think it's a significant moment in walking with God. And I think it's a significant, like, drawing a line in the sand moment that, you're like, I'm, I'm in, I'm going for it, and I'm telling the whole world that I'm following Christ. So point number three is it is a life, all right? And uh, I want to just finish with it's a life. So every li- everyone that's baptized, it's a life. Everyone that is, is baptized has a story, Everyone that has a story has a testimony. Every testimony is connected to people. It's connected to families. It's connected to workplaces. It's connected to the community. And, and I think this is where baptism becomes very, very powerful, is that when people see people getting baptised, it's a powerful moment representing salvation that we want to see go to not just us but to our friends and our families and reach out and so I just thought I would share my experience with baptism to finish and I was saved when I was 22 years old and that was I'm coming up to 12 years of following God and it would have been in the first three months of being saved that that um my pastors and leaders in the church were like they didn't even sort of give me an option I was just like you should get baptized (laughs) I was like let's do it like, yeah and but I was I was struggling like I was like my transition from 
being unsafe to save was tough. Like I was in the world, I was, and it was, I was by no means perfect. I was on a journey and I'm still on that journey today. But I knew that something significant had happened in my life. I couldn't put words to it and explain it, but I knew that I wanted it to be public. I knew that I wanted people to know that Jesus was the, my only option. And so they put us in, we had like a three-week baptism class and it happened after service and it was pretty much what we're doing in the service here explaining what baptism is what the significance of it is and in that they got us to write down our testimonies and then we really looked at they wanted us to focus in where God and see God on our journeys and where he had moved in our journeys and so we did that and then they encouraged us like you know you should invite your work friends you should invite your families you should invite your close friends because this is not something to hide this is not something this is not just a christian celebration it's not just another box to tick on the christian journey it's not just a religious act it's you shouting to the world what has happened on the inside of you and and then they asked us a few of us they they took our testimonies and read them and then asked some of us hey could you would you want to share some of your testimony and i'm just like freaking out like never spoken in front of anyone never you know and they're like they come and approach me and say Brad would you like to we'll ask you a few questions about your testimony and I was like all right so I went away and I'd done my thing done my homework I invited all my work friends I invited all the friends I used to party with I invited all my family majority unsaved and on that day at church it was like 15 people getting baptized the church was full like there was there was an auditorium like the auditorium over there. Then there was an upper level as well. It's like standing room only, people everywhere. A lot of non-Christian people there. And I'm literally like shaking, getting into the pool. Like, it's like, you know, full on. You're like, and I'm like, there's all these thoughts like, what are you doing? Like, you know, all these people just know you as, as you were. And, you know, what are they going to think about me after this? All these thoughts that go through our minds all the time. And that's what I was saying, like it's that, it's that step towards your own death. It's like dying to those thoughts that come that hold you back from following God wholeheartedly. And that's our whole life, like keeping the journey to do that. And when you step towards it and embrace it, it's like I'm in the journey. And I remember that was there and, you know, there's nothing magical about going under the water and coming back up. It's a, it's a sign. It's a, it's a picture of what happened in your life. But in that moment, I stood there and, and they asked me some questions and I'm publicly talking about this Jesus that and these people there that are just like I know that are just like looking at me half mocking and laughing and my brother's sitting on the front row who's not wasn't in church was like way out there at that stage and you know family members and work colleagues are all standing there watching and you know and in that moment it was it was a moment where I got to say and not in these words but by my actions was to say hey work all my work colleagues I'm following God like that guy that you used to know, that Brad that you used to know is no more. And now I've met him. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's given me a new nature and he's called me to a new purpose and that's who I am. I got to go to my family and say, hey, the Brad that you knew, that you grew up with and you saw, that's not him anymore. He's gone. He's staying here. There's a line in the stand. I'm, I'm moving forward. I'm walking on a journey with God who's called me to a higher purpose, to a higher calling. I got to say to my friends that only months ago I was partying with, doing all kinds of nonsense with and saying, hey, 
that guy that you knew, the guy that done all those things, that guy's no more. That guy's gone. He's dead. You know, no, he's not perfect and he's not, you know, hasn't got it all together, but he's, he's right now saying he met Christ and something shifted, something changed. And, in that mo- and I wouldn't know how to put that in words at that stage, but I just knew that something had changed in my life and I wanted to shout it out to the world. And you know, that day we went back and they all came back to my house. We had a barbecue. And you know what it was cool? It was like, it was like pastors, non-Christians, and like all my non-Christian friends all mingling together, all talking about this moment of baptism that represents a saving God, a loving God. It represented a, a statement of a death and now a new life. And that's what's powerful about this moment. And let me, let me encourage you that if you're considering getting baptised or, you know, maybe you were baptised and it didn't, it didn't mean a great deal to you. It was just a tick of, tick of the box. Let me encourage you that, you know, invite your friends, invite your family, invite your work colleagues, invite your uni friends. Let there be a moment where, you know, I'm not going to let fear hold me back from following God. I'm going to shout it out to the world. I'm going to leave my mark on that world. Like that meat, be someone that leaves a mark, leaves a presence on those people. Because God knew the only way the gospel is going to get spread is through people. And the most powerful way is when someone close to you gets impacted by Christ and you see a change in their lives. And let me tell you, my brother was sitting on that front row in the next 12 months got saved. My dad recommitted his life. Like people in my work started coming to church. You know, I wasn't perfect. I wasn't, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff still going on. I was working through all kinds of nonsense. And, but they knew something significant had happened. And that moment is a significant moment and it represents what's happening on the inside. So baptism is, it's a statement. It's a statement. Be bold. I'm telling you, when you're bold for Christ, nothing is going to come against you. He, he is so for it. You know, it's, it's, your, it's a death. It's walking. It's stepping towards the death of that selfish desires, putting that aside to follow God. And it's a life. It's your new story that God's got planned for you, walking out, sharing that with people.